Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, my dearest Megan. <laughs> Hello, February. Here we are, February 2022. And you know, it's interesting because, of course, last month in January's episode, we talked a bit about that the new year really energetically didn't start until February. And so here we are in February and indeed, right? Your Stephanie's clicking her fingers. We are starting to feel that movement. We're starting to feel the energy happening again, because in January, we went into the month with retrogrades. We had the Venus retrograde. And now on February the 3rd, we are finishing up that Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. So Mercury goes direct on the third. And I really feel like this is the new year. This is what we've been talking about. I think we're really going to start to feel different, less stuck, more movement. So let's start there. Let's start with Mercury going direct on the third and talk a little bit about that new year, <laughs> the February new year beginning <laughs> and some of that movement and what it could mean. Yeah, and to your point, right? Like just what you said, we began the year with that Venus retrograde and then Mercury joined the mix of the backwards dance on the 14th. Venus went direct on the 29th at the end of January, but finally now we have Mercury moving forward, which means actually it's not just Mercury's now moving forward. Every planet is in direct motion. There wow. are there yes, are no, right there are no retrograde planets right now. Mm -hmm. And so the push is what's ahead. You know, it's not about going back and going slow and you know revisiting. I mean revisiting is still always good, right? But now it's about okay, everything that we have reassessed we we have reevaluated we have learned more about what we know and what we how we want to share that right with that mercury retrograde now turning direct now we can take all of that and begin to move that outward and to gain some traction because it feels <laughs> like traction was quite difficult to discover you know as january began so yeah yeah, I love that you're reminding us that we have no retrograde planets right now. And I find that's very exciting. And, you know, in just so many conversations with clients and friends and, and those that weren't listening to the So Divine podcast, so they didn't know this, <laughs> there was like this general energy of like, oh my gosh, I just want to sleep all the time. And I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing and I don't feel focused. And yet in the last like week or so, I've noticed as clients are reaching out, they're saying, I think I'm ready. I feel a difference. 
I'm ready to like commit and focus. It's time for a session. So you can kind of see that, you know, that movement is really starting to come into play. And yeah, we may not know where that movement is going, but at least we're starting to feel it because I do feel like there was a lot of frustration out there in January. A lot of frustration. And I think it's really important. It's not just, okay, everybody, let's go forward. It's what was it that you understood, right? That really like simmered down in your awareness, you know, through again, going slow, taking stock, really sitting with things, with ideas and feelings, what awareness then rose to the surface, especially over the last six weeks or so. And yeah, how do yeah. you now, now that's the ingredients that mm. you can use then to move forward with. Yeah. Simmering ingredients. This is like one big cooking <laughs> experiment. And I'm glad we're talking about this because as we're talking about, you know, all these planets in direct motion, we have how many planets in Capricorn right now? For four, four planets in Capricorn. So for the first couple of weeks of February, we've got Mercury, we've got Venus, we've got Mars, and we've got Pluto all in Capricorn. So as we're talking about, yes, the new year, let's get moving. There is a little bit of that slow down there, Sparky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of energy of sustainable movement. Yeah. Of course, Capricorn is the goat that gradually plods up that mountain. So it's one step at a time and not getting ahead of ourselves and having, and we talked a lot about this last month, about the mindfulness of, you know, as we're going forward about what we're doing. So yes, it's movement, but it may not be fast movement. Yeah, that's a really important point, right? It's like, it's slow, it's thoughtful. I love that word to use. It's sustainable, Right. It's about knowing that, you know, Rome was not built in a day. Right. Like you take that awareness of what it is now that like really speaks to your heart, that really feels aligned with your visions and your values. And then it's about slowly and with sure footedness, right? Like that goat, putting that into motion. You know, and Capricorn reminds us of the value and the importance of time, you know, and the, the, the importance and the value of slowly, slowly in terms of building foundations that will last, yeah. that, are not fly, yeah. that are not fly by night, right, that have lasting value. Yeah, I, I love that you're using the word building. And I think, you know, with the last couple of years, I think there is an energy of kind of almost like rebuilding, not not going back and recreating in any way, but really getting back to maybe feeling like, okay, I need to kind of build new foundations to move my life forward. And what are those going to look like? So I think especially with the first couple of weeks of February to be aware of, you know, that, how are you building and to really look at that sustainability. So that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful reminder. Um, you know, as we're talking about this, Stephanie, what I'm thinking is, you know, for February, it feels like the general climate is 
kind of less intense than, you know, in months past. And I know there's been months where we're like, oh my gosh, hashtag intense. And, you know, we kept saying that over and over again. And so we had January, which was kind of that regroup and recharge month. And now as we're going into February with the movement, it doesn't feel like it's got that catastrophe or that intensity or volatility than perhaps it has in months past, which I'm sure is like a welcome, (laughs) welcome, you know, insight to many. And yet, of course, we never, ever know what's going to happen. Now I say that, but then I'm also looking at, we do have that mercury Pluto conjunction on February 11th. Now that does feel like it could be a little volatile. Yeah. I mean, and to your point, right? I I feel like for the most part, especially as we start February for those first two weeks with all that Capricorn, it just feels like it's about, you know, yes, it's about movement, but steady, a sense of assimilation, right? I think that's what's really, really important, like the space for assimilation. And there's not a ton of like this Uranus transit and this Pluto transit and this sort of like chaos. And yet, to your point, bringing up that Mercury will connect with Pluto. And because of Mercury's recent retrograde, right, it actually will connect, will have connected with Pluto twice already on December 30th, on January 28th. And this is the final one of this three-part story. You know, Pluto, get to the bottom of things, unearth, peel things back, you know, and perhaps it's like a point of synthesis in seeing for the last six weeks or so since the end of December, like, you know, the revealing of secrets, whether maybe it's the secrets you kept from yourself, you know, hidden truths, you know, really finding the weight and the value of that which is not necessarily on the surface. And how can you align your voice with more honesty? Pluto and Mercury always reminds me a bit of like, you know, speaking truth to power. Mm, so yeah. there can be that sort of stirring. I mean, the other side of that is just that like, oh my God, you just said that and that just shook me up, right? Or that transformed me, you know, because, you know, Pluto does remind us of the cycles of life and, you know, and death and the cycles of life. So it there is an intensity, but I would encourage people, um, including myself, I'm going to take my own medicine <laughs> here, um, you know, since the end of December, like, again, like, where may have you been examining, like, how to like connect to more truth and honesty within yourself, you know, unearth your deeper messages, right? And and find out how that like your voice can, you know, be more transformative to whatever other aim that you, you know, is in alignment with you. Yeah. I, and I love you bringing up that this is like, you know, this is the third chapter mm-hmm. of the story that we started this back in December and to look at a bit of that journey. And of course, anytime we're dealing with Pluto, it, there's a transformational aspect or opportunity that is present with that. And yeah, things have to get unearthed for them to be transformed. And I do feel like as, as we're talking, I'm kind of reflecting back to, you know, the last month or so. And I feel like for me, and I think this is very kind of mercury or mercurial, it's, I feel like my perspective 
has really shifted, like how I think about things and maybe some of old expectations, like this is supposed to be this way, which is, a you know, Capricorn, like it, this is how we do it and this is how we go and forward. And I really feel like there has been this opportunity, at least for me, to reevaluate what my expectations are and to change my perspective, to transform that perspective and think about things a little bit differently. And so I think with that, with that happening on February 11th, I'll be curious to see if there's more of a full circle with that. I love that personal anchoring and how that's really showing up for you. You know, now as you were speaking, I was thinking about another of the sort of I don't know if you want to say like a phrase or a concept right, related to Pluto is also the stripping away, mm. right? And also the stripping away of that which no longer serves or that which has reached its expiration date. And that realization for yourself, perhaps, of like, okay, that perspective, like that doesn't work for me anymore. Like that is not vitality enriching, right? And, and you know, how do, is there a release of that for something fresh and something new to be born. So I think for all of us, like, you know, what is being stripped away or what can we strip away? You know, what can we um, uh, let die, right? In terms of how we know or how we share. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a great way to kind of maybe start the new year (laughs) is with that, you know, maybe without carrying some of that baggage forward. The other thing, of course, anytime we're dealing with Mercury and you you brought this up with the communication, it is a time to maybe be a little bit watchful around your words and your communication. You don't want to, you might feel like I need to speak my truth in a very big way and you don't want to annihilate anybody exactly. you, you know i mean this is from a girl with her mercury and scorpio which is really <laughs> planet you know, sign for pluto and i know about you know being you know learning how to take a step back in not letting your truth just completely like shred other people to bits so time to just kind of like ground that energy a little bit i think that's so important right and again that comes in that mindfulness like if you feel that like rush from the depths of the earth of yourself of that thing that you just want to go to somebody (laughs) like take us okay what's arising Mm -hmm. for me why is this arising Mm -hmm. like take some distance do i really want to say this and do i really want to say this this way right is there another way to sort of get my strip down the, the essence of what i'm feeling across in a way that will be more purposeful and transformative yeah. I think it's always that reminder to take care of your own business first before you kind of like put it on somebody else. I think, my gosh, we are so learning about that. And here we are. I'm going to do a little segue here. Okay. Speaking of doing things differently, I think we should give a little nod to that Jupiter Uranus sectile on February the 17th. So Jupiter is in Pisces. We talked a bit about that last month. That's kind of like one of the big stories this year in 2022 is the Jupiter energy in Pisces. Yes, it goes forward to Aries, but it's in, you know, a lot in Pisces and Uranus in, um, in Taurus. So there really is that opportunity with that to, you know, Jupiter 
expands whatever it comes in contact with. And of course, Uranus is about that change. So let's just talk a little bit about that, the Jupiter-Uranus sextile. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, first of all, it feels sort of, okay, sweet's not the right word, like full of potentiality, right? And again, you know, we, you and I oftentimes talk, if we see a sextile, we're like, oh, it's a sextile between some inner planets. But this is a bit different, right? Because, you know, Jupiter is a planet that takes 12 years to move around and Uranus to 84. So this is this is notable. I would definitely say, as you're bringing it up, right, that this is notable. This sense of expansion and growth, Jupiter, or that the way through is expanding and growing, Uranus, taking a different tact, shaking things up, moving the furniture around, literally or proverbially, you know, or how can opportunities Jupiter come through networks or technology, you know, Uranus and Taurus. And again, that revisioning, maybe that's a mm-hmm. thing, like how seeing things differently kind of reminds, I don't know if this is right. You got to check me on my tarot here. Like, okay. like the okay. hangman, like, is that the one where like you see things from a different perspective or no? Yes, I think actually, look at you, student of the tarot. That is a really good call because actually um, the hangman is ruled by the planet Neptune, right? Which is the ruling planet for Pisces. And the idea with the Neptune, with the hangman is he's upside down. And so he's almost forced into a whole different perspective before his feet were on the ground and now they're in the air. And so in the hangman case, it's very much about opening up to that greater spiritual Mm. perspective and surrendering, which is such a Piscean Neptune kind of word, surrendering into that, letting go into that. So yeah, actually I love that. Yeah, and maybe it's sort of semi a match or all a match because I know that Uranus is with the fool, but that whole notion of like, how do I turn my, and you can't see me, well, Megan can see me, how do I like turn my attention differently? Like, how do I like have my perspective shift, right? And through perspective shifting, Uranus, there is growth, there is potentiality. I see a whole other horizon. She was very yeah, Jupiter yeah. that I wouldn't have seen if I kept on looking at things or doing things from a rote way of being or rote way of yeah. doing. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, as we're talking, I'm having this little image of the, like the light bulb going off, you know, which feels very Uranian, you know? So it's kind of like, if you can let go and, you know, cause the thing about the hangman is it's not where you figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's the act of the surrender and the letting go that opens up that Uranian light bulb of the new insight or the, you know, the, the epiphany that can completely change your life. So, yeah. So I think that's on February 17th, as we always say, we feel these aspects a few days before and after, but maybe really, you know, set your, uh, your intentions to be open to new ways of, of thinking and doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And to you, when you said before about that, aha, that also that like that immediate like, wait, wait, like, you know, something that just catches your attention at the moment that you weren't planning for. And to like give that some space to see is that like really guiding you towards your next steps. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So I think let's talk. You want to talk a little bit about the moons of this month? I love talking about the moons. We have an Aquarius new moon on February 1st and then a Leo full moon 
on February the 16th. So let's start with the Aquarius new moon. Now this is, you know, this new moon has some aspects. Um, it squares Uranus just by a couple degrees and it also joins Saturn to some degree. So that, you know, that shakes up that Aquarius mood a little bit. Of course, Uranus is Aquarius's ruling planet. But then, you know, this reminds me of like last year of, you know, of Uranus square Saturn, Uranus square Saturn. So we might be revisiting a little bit of that energy, which is, you know, open up, expand, play it safe, slow down. There might be some of that push pull around that, that new moon. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Like, as we've been saying before, like February is the new January things, the year starts really in February. And then there's a new moon on the first, like literally it's like it's beginnings with just a few days until that Mercury goes direct. So really there is this sense of that essence of beginning, you know, another level of seeing that with February, you know, because new moons are a fresh start, right? That setting of intention, those seeds, you know, planted and beginning to germ with space to germinate. And to your point, right, I mean, that it ties in with that Saturn-Uranus square, that color the colors all last year where we felt, you know, pulled between the vanguard and the old guard, the past and the future, the playing by the rules and who needs the rules? It's Things are not great <laughs> with the rules. like And that tension and so many people, you know, going through this, like, I really, in the beginning of last year, like, things have to change up. Like, I, I just, I, I need things to move around. And yet, that was their Uranus. But because Saturn was there, it was like, okay, hold on, Nilly, like, Nilly, like, you gotta go <laughs> slow. So it's that sense of like, still staying the course last year and into this year with, okay, I want to change things up. But like, knowing that you need to do that brick by brick. So I can't help but wonder if this new moon in the beginning of February doesn't but like help us seed that, right? And have that grow. Like what was that place for you that you were going through, you know, you know, change, but that you were doing really deliberately or you felt you had to do deliberately. Here's another seed moment for it mm. to grow and to germinate. Gosh, Stephanie, the more we talk about this month, the more I'm just really feeling this energy of mindful change and deliberate mm -hmm. change and sustainable change and sustainable movement. You know, it just, this theme just feels very woven throughout the month. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's move to uh, its counterpoint, <laughs> the the Leo full moon. You gotta love a Leo full moon, at least I do, <laughs> because it's that live Leo rising, and it's that big, full, dramatic, sunny bright energy, go big or go home is the Leo full moon. And what's interesting too about this is on that day as well, we have the a conjunction between the lovers, the planetary lovers, Venus and Mars. And, you know, this is very much, so we'll, we'll talk about the Leo moon moon, and then let's talk about that Venus Mars conjunction, um, because they're going to play in together in a way. So let's, 
what do you what are your thoughts, Steph, on the on the Leo full moon? Yeah, and it feels like I'm even thinking too as you were saying that I was like, oh, and it's the day before the exact conjunction uh, sextile of that Jupiter Uranus. So it just it feels like right. a big moment. Yeah. So the Leo full moon, you know, the moon is in Leo. That sense of brightness and creativity and childlike wonder, you know, and <laughs> color and play, and also like, what can I do? How can I be me? How can I shine with the sun in Aquarius, which is, hey, it's not about you. It's about us, right? It's So it's that axis of, you know, I and we and that balancing. And I, I always like to think about how the Leo Fulman is such a beautiful opportunity for saying, how can I show up in being me to make my unique contribution to a cause, to a group by banding together with other like-minded individuals. Like I can yeah. share my light and I can be recognized and it can also help to make the world a better place. It's very yeah. like, what was that song like back in the 80s and the 90s where all those rock stars this got together? Like, the dawning of the oh, that one, right? That one? Is that one? No, no, that's one too. But the one I was thinking about <laughs> is like the one, We Are the World, like the Band-Aid oh, song, right, right. which always feels yeah, yeah, very yeah. like Leo Aquarius, like that yeah, banding together right. of the celebrities and the stars before a yeah. collective project that was to help the world. So. Yeah, that's often. Yeah, that's a, what a great example, you know. And when I do, you know, the, the Aquarius age to me is very much about what you're describing about, you know, the celebration of the individual gifts in service of the collective, and that that is indeed that full moon. So color big, color bright, and you know, and, and be of service. And <laughs> so let's. I I, I want to talk about this Venus Mars conjunction because I just feel like it's kind of yummy. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we think about Venus, we think about you know love and relationship, and Mars, we think about desire and passion, and they're united on that day. And you know, so what could what could that bring out? Do you think? Right, and there is because they're united because they're they are two of the four that have been hanging out in Capricorn. So there they are right, coming together right. in Capricorn. So you know, Venus, what I love, Mars, to act on the behalf of what I desire. Right. So that mm. strong alignment between love and desire and being in action, using your will, very Mars, at the behest of what you value, what you find pleasurable, what you find beautiful. Mm. And this coming together of, you know, a planet that represents one aspect of a masculine archetype and one that represents that feminine archetype and that being in unison. Mm. But again, I think because it's in Capricorn, it's, you know, how maybe relationships, whether it's intimate relationships or professional or, you know, collegial or community relationships that are coming together to lay those bricks, right? For like that long-term alliance. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking about the, you know, the masculine and feminine archetypes, it, it reminds me of the the alchemical marriage mm-hmm. that, you know, of, of our masculine and feminine energies, what ultimately that marriage comes within. And when we can find that balance within between the love and the desire and the outgoing and the, you know, whatever it is, that that can be very transformative. So we may see it around us, but we could also maybe look at at how can we find that union 
or that transformative marriage between those two archetypes within ourselves. Mm, That's so important. And really, like when you said that, it made me realize, too, that there's this alchemical marriage on that day, right? There's a conjunction of one aspect of the masculine, one aspect of the feminine. At the same time, there's a full moon. I didn't think about this till right now, which is in opposition, right? Because the sun is a masculine mm. energy of like father and the moon is the feminine energy of mother, right? And they're sort of standing at odds, right? Because that's the full moon. And so maybe it's actually going to the lovers, going to love and desire oh, yes. to find synthesis, But and that might be themes too that we just see in the collective world of like mother and father and Romeo and Juliet, right? Like it's like the Montagues and the the Capulets, right? The parents. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if there's some like archetypal play that we see in the world that have to do with like again like the lovers, but then the like the system that the the lovers are in, right? With the parents and the family structure. Okay, completely yeah. digress, but it just came into my no, head. No, I love that. I mean, it will be really interesting to see kind of how that plays out. Um, that's why I say I would find this one, find it that's an interesting moment. Interesting moment. Okay, well, let's wrap things up. We're going to do the tarot card. But before we do that, just a just a, want a, a nod to that on February 18th, we do have the sun going into Pisces, right? So, you know, we've been talking about all these planets in Capricorn, and of course we're in Aquarius season, but the sun is going into Pisces. And so, you know, and we'll talk about this in later episodes, but we've talked a lot about Jupiter in Pisces. So the sun will be in Pisces. And then, you know, coming up in the next couple of months, we're going to have Jupiter conjunct Neptune in Pisces. So we're starting at month's end to really start to feel the ushering in of this very strong Stephanie are like we're like we love Pisces (laughs) we love the Pisces we're swimming in those waters that that energy is going to start to really come into our mix so glad you said that yeah just to like mark that like we are like our oh you know it's like we're walking now towards that ocean right and we're like we're seeing that starting to stream in yeah bye-bye Capricorn All right. So tarot card for February. And I was really excited about this one because we have, I don't think we've talked about it before, or if we have, it was a long time ago, but I chose the sun card for February. And I was thinking about that Leo full moon. And of course, Leo's ruled by the sun. And also this energy of the new beginnings in February, that the new year is really kicking into motion. And so the sun card represents a new beginning. It's like a brand new day. And if you think about, you know, every morning the sun rises and we are reborn, but you can also think about like in every moment, that there is this opportunity for this new beginning or new perspective. And the moon card follows the moon card. And the moon card is the dark night of the soul. And we're swimming through the past and what's real and what's not real. And then here we have the sun where we are in clarity. And the sun talks about in this brand new day to go into it with a new innocence, 
without that expectation or the baggage of the moon card or what we've been through. So I like how it kind of brings us into present moment and how we can look at, okay, how can this month or this day or this moment be at new beginning? How can I look at it through these new eyes and this fresh perspective. Now, of course, anytime we're talking about the sun, we're talking about self-expression and sharing your light. And the sun card has a lot to do with sharing that light, being big without worrying about how it may affect other people or the expectations of others. And so ultimately, the sun card offers this sublime freedom, the freedom to shine your light, to be big and say, I don't care. I'm just in my true essence and putting it out there. So um, one of the uh, analogies I, I always include with the sun card is that idea of don't worry, be happy. And so it's this idea of every moment of letting go of the baggage of worry, being in the moment, shining your light and allowing yourself to be. So I love that archetype and that energy of the sun card for February. I love that so much. It's perfect and inspiring, right? And maybe because also February feels a little bit more bright and light than months past. More bright and light February. Okay, well, this ends or wraps up another episode of So Divine. And as always, we are just so grateful to all of you, our listeners. You can reach out to us. We love hearing from you at sodivine.us. You can contact us through our website, stephaniegaling.com or meganskinner.com. Also, I have a brand new class schedule that I just posted that is up on my uh, website. So take a look at that and we have a great, bright and shiny February. I love that. New classes, new beginnings. You know, big thanks too to our producers, Sebastiano Tecchio and Nick Petrie. And um, I think I also want to say in terms of beginnings that my new book is coming out on February 8th. And I was really excited because it was supposed to come out mid-January and then it got pushed back. And I'm like, oh, I love this even more. Like no planets retrograde. And like my new book, The Astrological Self-Care Journal, comes out into the world. So um, and they can get that at your website, right? Uh, you can get information at my website and get it at all the usual suspects of where you buy books. So, well, thank you, everyone. Have a sun-filled and radiant, slowly moving forward February. And we'll see you next month.